Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Becky Left the Chats Mixtapes Feed. Hi, Jen. Hi. I'm your host, Pat. Join me, my co-host, Jen. Hello. This is our television show roundup for August 1992. I know, very exciting, but um, it's actually a couple of really fun things that happen here. It is kind of exciting. Yeah. I mean, as we talked about on last week's episode, the September 92 TV show going to be a banger. Gonna be a lot of different things that are coming out during that episode. But this episode, <clears throat> in keeping with our, you know, rule of three being a magic number and all sorts of things, there's actually like an F Mary Kill that's involved in all of this in and of itself, right? Because there's a show with a, that's very irreverent and all about, you know, fucking. And uh, it's gonna get axed, right? In the Howard Stern show. There mm-hmm. is. I see where you're going with this. A new thing that, you know, that's my childhood heart wants to marry it. That's Nick. And, uh, you know, again, The Dalliance. I mean, I do love Larry Sanders. That's a great show, too. So, let's talk about it. You ready? Yes. So, in a, in a true rundown fashion, well, Jen's cracking a non-sponsored Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar Cream Soda, which apparently is like the wildest thing on the market if you're into all of those things together it's absolutely delicious i stopped drinking soda for a really long time only to come back and not be able to stop drinking these sodas i have to limit myself to like one a day because i could just you know it's really that's why we're doing this podcast that's that's an ad that (laughs) (laughs) i was like so you can make enough money to uh to do all that but we're gonna run down quick the couple debuts and the ending show and then we'll uh, just talk about snick talk about memories of it talk about what it was about talk about where you were when it happened if you remember and we'll kind of take it from there so we are in august we are in uh getting towards the end of the barren wasteland that was television back in the 90s as we've talked about before in the 90s the main theme was always uh was always uh sticking to the old schedule i guess you know we have in september everything's debuting Right, all these '90s shows you remember are either coming back from hiatus or they're debuting. It was all about the you know 24 episode seasons. It was all about all of that kind of stuff. It was all about consistency, right? So it'd be you know run from September to November, then they would kind of go off a little in December, come back in you know February, run to sweeps week, then come back, you know all that sort of stuff, and take the summers off. So you usually had filler programming, but we did have a couple shows premiere. One of them being Martin, and the other Martin. one being the Larry Sanders Show. Larry Sanders Show, really, really, really great show. Amazing show on HBO. You know, I've never seen it, and I know that's blasphemous. I well, know that. we're going to change that, because we're going to watch some of it, honestly. I know. I, know I need to see it. just this. watch it for the podcast, since we do have a 90s podcast, and it's mm-hmm. available on HBO. It's just a wonderful show about, you know, kind of late night shows. And the inner workings of late night shows back in the day, this one being the Larry Sanders show, um, you know, a mock-up of Dave Letterman, of those kind of guys, and just a really, really great show. Uh, I enjoyed it. I watched it towards the tail end of the 90s, and would catch it in the summers, actually, on HBO. One of the great comedians of all times, Gary Shandling, mm-hmm. who passed away a couple of years ago, who is a uh, comedian's comedian that they all love. That was sad. Yeah. And that's really all I have about that. Like, it's debuting we're gonna watch some of it so jen can have some ideas we'll check in with her and see how she feels about it yeah it'll be fun to watch like 
You said it's like a, a mock. It's like a mock up of yeah, like a mockumentary type thing. Yep, because that's the um, show is the Call the Liars Sanders show. I so. bet it's so time capsuley now. Oh yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting. But so it's all like game. '90s people too. Like I know David Duchovny's on there. I know a whole bunch of people, and like I'm not gonna spoil who he is. But when you see it on there, you're gonna be like, whoa, okay. There's a lot of fun stuff. Mulder. Yes, but he's not Mulder. So there's a lot of fun stuff that happens uh, on that show, and we'll enjoy it. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now, Hank. That's where he's from. Oh. You didn't know that. No, because I've never seen it. Jeffrey I thought Tambor. He was, I thought Hey Now was just like no, Jeffrey Howard Tam- Stern. No, thing. because they love they loved that show. And so Jeffrey Tambor, the dad from Arrested Development. Hey Now. He was Hey Now, Hank. Oh. So that would be like, so you know how they had like. Uh, I know nothing about pop culture. <laughs> okay. Have, so have this podcast. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I'll just say this. So, you know, like on late night shows, you know, David Letterman would talk to Paul Schaefer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he would have, like, a catchphrase. Yes. This was, like, the announcer, and he was, hey, now, Hank. Oh, okay. So, hey, now. So, that's what he would say. So, that's where they got all that from, because they love Liar Sand Show. Very smart show. Great show. HBO show. Martin. Another premiere. I did watch Martin as a kid. I think it was on UPN 9, for real. I think it was. Which is going to roll into the next thing we're talking about, but I think it was oh, on, like, was it UPN on 9. was Could have been on Fox. It could have been on Fox. Otherwise, I think mm. it was on UPN 9. I liked it. This I is mean, something I can actually answer, I'm sure, very quickly. The one thing I remember the most about Martin was just exaggerated, like the exaggerated comedy, which I liked as a kid. I don't know if I like it as much now, but I really enjoyed it. You know, that like exaggerated jokes yeah. and just over the top things. Similar, obviously, to like a living color and stuff, but. Um, I agree. I loved that kind of humor back then. And now I find it like a little bit just rough. not, Just not as good. Just, just not necessarily. Anything. Yeah, it's on Fox. Yeah, and the other debuting thing, which we're going to get into in a minute, is going to be Snick. But we're going to kind of talk about that in the end. Get into that. Those that don't know, Saturday Night Nick. Well, Snick. yeah, like some of those shows were actually uh, pre-existing shows, and two, it was their debuts. So, and now a show that left, the Howard Stern Show or the Channel Nine Show, as he would call it. I have actually not seen any of this. Really? That's surprising. Well, it was it was only on from 1990 to 1992. Well, I guess that's true. And, like, you were really young. And then um, yeah. it's not like you could just go to YouTube and type in Howard Stern show, Channel 9 show. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Well, yeah, not at that age, yeah. No, I exactly. Mean, now it, I probably could. Now but you can, but... I just think it was very cringe. Um, it, yeah, it was. From what I could tell, you know, and, and the few times that they talk about it, um, a little, little cringy, I believe. I, I don't think that they're upset about anything they made per se, but a little cr- cringy. Well, I'm pretty sure that they've acknowledged that a lot of their stuff was pretty cringy. Um, yeah, I enjoy Howard Stern. I um have listened to him for a long time, read his books and everything. This is just not something that I ever felt I really had to go back and take a look at. By the time the technology was there in the end of the '90s, early 2000s, just wasn't really something. Yeah, I feel like my um, I feel like my parents maybe watched this a little bit. It's possible. Um, but because I do remember being on a lot um at night, but I was probably in bed already or whatever. I never watched it. I mean, I don't think it <laughs> definitely wasn't for kids. But yeah, I mean, you know, the the other thing too, just in kind of talking about the Howard Stern show though. Like, this was a big show 
in the Saturday Night Market in New York, which is probably why you vaguely remember your parents watching it, because it was kind of like a sketch show. Again, it's just not something that I ever thought that I had to go back and kind of look at. Just just the way they talk about it. They talk about how crazy it was and how wild it was and how, I don't know, it just seems like it might be a little, little cringier for today's uh, society for 30 years later. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot that did uh, not age well. Yeah. But yeah, I think that they thought that they could just push the limits so much and then it just kind of didn't work out. I mean, it's all yeah. they did on their regular show was push the limits. And, mm-hmm. and I think part of, at least for me, part of what made or part of what I enjoyed about the Howard Stern show had nothing. It's actually funny. I was thinking about this the other day. It just has to do with the fact that, like, I find humor or found humor or at least his humor in the mundaneness of real life. Because I think that just listening in on people's conversations and their lives is sometimes more interesting than just hearing. You know, it's definitely more interesting than hearing the news, right? But it's definitely than just maybe somebody trying to entertain you. It's like, you know what is entertaining is just hearing about how your producer, you know, did, you know, his kids were shitheads or something over the weekend, right? And you're just bullshitting and listen to people talk. Like, that's the real part about, like, American society, right? It's just you work hard to then get to the weekend or the after hours to have these things that actually occur like in real life. So it was really interesting that somebody tapped into that to create a show. I mean, it's almost like a precursor to podcasts. Like the thing I like about the podcast I listen to is when people go down rabbit holes and just start talking about like what they watch over the weekend or, you know, their kid, uh, you know, skinning their knee. It's like that kind of stuff, like the little glimpse and the little slice of life. Like, well, glimpse into the real life. Like, that's what I think is the most interesting about most of the podcasts I listen to. And that's what you're talking about that, like, Howard Stern was doing yeah. 30 years ago. Well, and he was doing it on his radio show. And he was also doing it with both regular people and then also celebrities. Where he would be able to interview people and then get them to open up about who they really were. And I think that's really, that's what the podcast medium is able to do. Because it taps into the idea of a long-form interview, right? Like, we're sitting here talking. We're going to edit what we choose to edit. But nothing is necessarily live, and we don't actually have to, you know, take a break because corporate sponsors are telling us we can't say something or we can't do something, and this is, you know, <laughs> we're putting this on a on a hard drive on a computer, like we're not, and then we're uploading it to the internet. It's not something that we need to be in a studio where we had to travel and get up and fight traffic to go meet with other people in order to do it, to right. then get the honor to broadcast it to the people that are listening. And they only listen for a little snippet. You get the whole thing. So it's really cool. Um, he, at least, I stopped listening a few years ago. Just mostly because his schedule got tampered back more. And obviously with COVID, I wasn't leaving as much um, in the car to listen to it. But, I mean, he didn't like podcasts. So I just think it's really funny that it's like somebody that really kind of started that medium. In his own way of just how he was doing stuff, then didn't like it. I mean, obviously... He's kind of like an old school guy, I feel like, when it comes to that and, like, radio. You know, at at this point. Oh, yeah. A guy in his 60s. And I think podcasts are kind of, like, a little bit more of a younger crowd in general. Because it is a new medium, you know? Newer. It's been been around for a while. I'd say it's been probably... Probably, like, 15 years. Probably at least 20 years. But I would say it's not just that. I think it's just more... The idea that, like, I feel like listening to something on the radio is, is a, both a solo and, like, a communal experience at the same time. Because although you might be listening to, you know, your radio in the, in the car yourself, right? 
Just hold on one second while we check the ring's doorbell. <laughs> Is that the mailman? You know, I do not know. I'm looking to see. Didn't say anybody stopped at our door. All right. So who knows? And again, that's the beauty of podcasts because we're right. doing it <laughs> in our house in our closet. Yep, right? and we can cut that out or we could leave it and you can be like, these are real people that have a door. I think see as though we're talking about Howard Stern <laughs> no, 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 and how no. he doesn't like it. I think that's perfect. I do think it's perfect. But I also like understand that this is a person who spent so much time and energy learning his craft and like learning how to be like a broadcaster and you know like loving radio and learning it and then people like us are just like "Mm, oh we're gonna record ourselves and uh but but you know what it is too it's also evolution and and i think that's the hardest thing to do is to watch something go from where you start like i can't imagine being somebody um i i can't you know and and again he's you know, I, I, please, if anybody uh, is listening or whatever, and he ever listened to anything, which he, he wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, if anybody ever got back, this is no disrespect, but it's got to be one of those things where, like, I just can't imagine somebody back in the 20s or 30s that's making, like, original television, black and white variety type shows to then see, like, oh, okay, so now people are just able to make it in their house with their phone. For a hundred bucks. And, and put they, it on they YouTube. Have a studio they have a YouTube cameras channel and, and, where they're and making clips. millions of dollars on yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like if that you just take that person and put them there. Like I think that's a lot of what he is because he just was doing late night, you know, DJ stuff, and then he created the medium to be able to talk on the space that was supposed to be for top music and then rock music and everything else to just create a show where he's talking and then watching all the other people attempt to one up him, you know, like the opening entities of the world and stuff that are trying to be like him and one up him to now being like, well, Actually, people just took the really the best stuff that you did, which the best stuff, I think the best stuff that he did was his interviews and his conversations with the people around him and then created a whole new medium of that. And then that's just sub mediums, you know, yeah. sub genres of just whole, like talking just gang yeah. of people just <laughs> able to talk, right? People, people, you know, 40 somethings, 30 somethings, 20 somethings is able to sit and talk with a microphone and do it and not have to go to broadcasting school and not have to do all these things that he did, you know, and have to spend late nights in DJing in the middle of nowhere. But at least that's uh, my thoughts on that. I see here on the board we got some noted notables. Ron mm. Simmons? So, yeah. Um, it is the first recognized black world champion in professional wrestling history. Ron Simmons beats Big Man Vader. It's a WCW thing. But it's just that he's the first. I, I don't know. The way I said that was was wild. But he's the first black champion um, in professional wrestling. And I thought that was cool. And then he is going to jump in a couple years, right? Doesn't he jump to the WWE? Yeah, he's going to be Farouk. He's Farouk, yeah. But he's, I mean, I don't know. Arguably, maybe he had more success in WCW if he's a champion. I'm not sure how long he is the champion for. I didn't really watch WCW. But, um, yeah, he comes, he goes to the WWF and becomes Farouk. And then he becomes an acolyte. <laughs> and now he's part of the protection agency. Yeah. And, um, uh, in the year 2000. Yeah. So that was a little noted, notable that, um, yeah, also just a shout out to Wikipedia for uh, having, having all these little hopefully true facts just at our fingertips. Um, we, didn't, we didn't really go too much further than that this time, uh, but that's okay. Uh, also, like, did you watch Growing Pains? 
I did watch. I did not watch Growing Pains. I'm sorry. I did not. Oh, okay. Well, this is like it's it's ending. This is kind of like the last season of Growing Pains, and um, the sister who's portrayed by Tracy Gold isn't in most of the last episodes because she, in real life. And this was, like, a pretty big deal. Like, I don't know if you, you probably have heard that She, like, had, like, a really bad... Like, she had anorexia, but she lost, like, a ton of weight and had to be, like, put into oh, wow. treatment and stuff. Yeah. So that happens um, in August. And success story, she's still alive and acting today, so... That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, I remember that being a big deal back then. That she, like, wasn't in the final episodes. I also kind of, and like, I don't know, maybe this isn't true. Maybe I shouldn't even say it. So I might cut it, but I do like, I have a memory of like her almost being looked at in like kind of a negative light because of this, which I just, I I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Maybe that's just like people I was around said mean things. I don't know. I was 11, um, or 10. So like I was 10. So like, I, I don't know how true that is, but I, I do kind of remember this, like, negative light being, like, shown. Well, I mean... You know? Like, we, I don't know if that's... I don't remember how accurate that is, but I it does check out with how uh, shitty the 90s tended to be towards women and, and women's... Uh, I mean, know. you think about it, though, you know, co- compressing things together in your in your timeline. But, I mean, you got to remember, this is... You're talking 30 years ago. So, somebody that right now is 70 was 40 at the time. And, you know, people that would be 100, you know, would be 70. And those are the voices that you, that we were hearing, right? And they're from uh, just a completely different generation, right? What people that are 70 now think are acceptable things to say to each other and how people should act and what they can say is completely different and forget about then, you know, their parents, right? Like our grandparents, the shit they said was wild, wild, a lot of things they said. Um, that, you know, and a lot of these issues that now we've accepted that yes, they are mental health issues and they are issues that need to be worked through with serious psychological help and, and acceptance, right? Like we need to accept people that people can have different issues and problems and then work through them. They were just more like, I'll put a bandaid on it. Everything was like, just put a band or don't talk about it or don't do anything. And that was a, a symptom of a lot of the stigma of the nineties too. It was just that wild parenting of like, well, just you'll get over it or you'll just deal with it like, or whatever it was. Just eat something. Like, I feel yeah. like that was almost the, uh, I think that was almost like the tone that I remember. I feel like I vaguely remember people being like, well. Almost treating her like she was a drug addict, which again is like society treated people with drug addictions horribly. So like, I'm right. not saying that that's okay either, right. but I almost feel like I thought maybe she had a drug problem because of the way that I, I feel like I remember this whole thing going down. She was down to like 80 pounds. It's like really sad, you know? And I feel um, like the tipping point or a lot of tipping points for a lot of these mental health and mental illness problems probably start to really crest in like the mid to late 2000s, especially with like the opioid ep- epidemic and stuff. I feel like that's when then people were really like, wait a minute, this shit's really not good. Oh, wait, all of these things aren't good. And then things kind of got to be accepted a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Whereas I really feel like at this point, it, it, you know, it would just be like, ah, you know, she just needs to. Yeah, it's just almost like this. Well, you did this to yourself. Exactly. Kind of attitude. Like, you can change problem. this at any point, right? Yeah. This is on you as opposed to actually being like, wow, this person, you know, needs some help. They need assistance. Like that. that's not a good way to look at all of this. No, no. And instead of using it as an opportunity to like bring light to a subject like this and like maybe help other young people, it's just kind of like, you know. Not at all done in that way. But no, anyway. Um, that was the 90s. Yeah. So Carol Seaver missed a bunch of episodes of Growing Pains. 
And I see the last thing, too. You had another wrestling factoid. Oh, yeah. SummerSlam. I, first time outside of North America. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to say, because then I, I was like, eh, is that really a big deal? Really it was a big deal. But yeah, it's the first time they had a... Um, it's not SummerSlam. It's the first time a WWF pay-per-view was mm. um, filmed outside of North America. And Pretty cool. And it was cool. at Wembley Stadium. Um, and the main event was the British Bulldog. Defeating Bret Hart to win the Intercontinental Championship. Spoiler alert. Yeah, well. You didn't even give anybody a spoiler, so now this is all going to be spoiled. (laughs) I mean, I didn't give them a spoiler about Ron Simmons either. True. True. (laughs) Touche. Touche. You got me, you got me. I'm sorry. If you you have yet to see the 1992 SummerSlam, um, I'm sorry I spoiled the main event for you. It's (laughs) a very good match, and I do recommend it. Nice. So, anything else we Nice. I'm just saying, it was good. <laughs> I think you did real good today. You look real good today. Nice. So, anything else you have for the debuts or the endings before we get into the main event? Nah. Main event. My youth. <laughs> Snick. I remember this. I remember yeah. them promoting it. I remember it being a thing. I was always a kid that enjoyed... The big orange couch. I always, always enjoyed the uh, like scary stuff. So the idea that here was going to be, are you afraid of the dark? Mm-hmm. It was going to be on at 930. I was like, oh, this is so cool. So cool. I mean, it definitely wasn't, but it's fine. It was, right? Yeah. I, my sister like Clarissa explains it all. Pretty sure. So that would be on in the background. At this point, we have like, I think we have two TVs. So there is a TV that we're able to play this, right? That this stuff is going on. Because Friday would always be TGI, TGIF. Of right? course. Which we talked about before. Without a doubt. Always be TGIF and all that. So now it's like Nickelodeon really trying to be like, well, touche, we raise you. If you have cable, now <laughs> you, you can come over here. So it was Clarissa Explains It All. Mm-hmm. It was a show called Roundhouse. Mm-hmm. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yep. And what am I missing? Ren and Stimpy. Boom. Um, yeah, so Ren and Stimpy and Clarissa Explains It All were already shows that existed that were just moved to this block of uh, TV. This And this was a big deal because back then there wasn't really any Saturday night TV programming aimed towards kids, you know? And I, I think it's really something that also kind of probably helped, in retrospect, grow the brand and idea of, of cable, right? Because it's not like... I remember being a kid specifically that it's not like everybody had all the cable channels and it's not like everybody, at least around this time. So it's like you need Nickelodeon in order to get this content. Mm-hmm. And like Ren and Stimpy. Well, Nickelodeon was part of, sorry, I have a peanut butter cup. It's part of like the main cable. If you had a cable, you had Nickelodeon. Right. But there were still people that didn't have cable. There were still people that only had the basic cha- channels, like two through, you know, four, th- two through twelve or fourteen. Right, and but you didn't need anything else. more special than just the standard cable package to have Nickelodeon. So it wasn't like HBO. No, it wasn't like HBO. But I mean, what you- channel was Nickelodeon? Was it like twenty eight? I think so. But there was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely too though. Like more channels would come over time and be on cable too. And I think this is one of those ones that like this was one of the first ones that was on there when you got the quote unquote basic cable that you're talking about, like that cable package, because like it didn't always happen. Because you know, do you remember the ads that would be on TV it would be like, call your local cable company to get this channel, where they give you free previews and stuff like that. 
Oh, you'd get it for like two, you'd get like Showtime for like two weeks. But also, like I feel like VH1 at first was like call your cable company and have them carry it because not every cable company carried every channel. It's just yeah, how see, it I was. I grew back up then. in the suburbs of New York City, so we like had all the channels. I don't know where. I'm just kidding. Um, Did no, you I have like an that. illegal box too? No. Oh. No, my dad had a friend with an illegal box, and he would tape the WWF pay-per-views and then get them the next day for me. Like, I didn't have an illegal box, no. Okay. Did you have an illegal box? No, but when I was growing up, we... I remember this... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't remember it because I don't remember a lot of things. But I believe you. We had a television with a dial multiple televisions with dials those dials only went up to 13 yeah, we did had... not have cable boxes so this was only on the one that was mm-hmm. on the cable box same okay so i had the same thing i had right. two tvs in the house at this time the main tv in the living room had the cable box and the tv in the little room with all my where all my toys lived and eventually with the computer and all that that tv just had 13 channels with the dial same thing right so what this was was this was saying if you have cable now get a box for that other tv in order for your children not to be begging you to watch Saturday Night Nick on and Saturday night. That's I'm glad you was. brought that up because I feel a little bit left out right now because I didn't really watch Snick. And I think that's because there was one TV with a cable box and I'm an only child. So I didn't have brothers and sisters like, come on, we all got to, you know, it wasn't like that. So usually on a Saturday night, we'd rent a movie or, you know, my dad and I would ha- be watching the same thing. It, it there wasn't really much, um, you know, he didn't really want to watch Clarissa Explains It All with me. So when it, my experience of watching Snake was always at, like, a friend's house. We were having, like, a sleepover or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I kind of, like, yes, I've seen Are You Afraid of the Dark? And yes, I've seen Clarissa Explains It All. A little bit of Ren and Snippy. I, don't, I wasn't really into Ren and Snippy as much as other people just because, like, I didn't love cartoons that much. I know it's bad, but everyone loves it. Don't remember Roundhouse, but... Um, did you know that was made by the same people that made, um, In Living Color? I did not. And it was kind of like a similar type, because I was looking into it. It was like a similar type, like, sketches and, like, music acts and, like, stage situation. It doesn't It's a very me. similar, like, type thing to In Living Color. I don't think it only lasted, like, a year or two, but, um, I thought that was cool. Yeah. I mean, because I was going to say, my experience with this is I can remember, you know, us having to get the main TV. And me really wanting to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? And my sister, I think, wanted to watch Clarissa. Mm-hmm. My mom did not let the other two shows go on, which, I mean, you've met my mom before, so you know who she is. Because she did not like Ren and Stimpy at all, and she did not want us to watch it. Okay. I mean, I watched it. And I watched it with friends. I love your mom. But I have to say, this person let you watch, like, it. But yeah, no, the same thing. I will tell you that's probably the same thing for me. I wasn't allowed to watch Pee Wee Herman because my parents thought he was annoying. So, like, there are certain things they, they think that, like, in a house growing up in the ni- 80s and 90s with one TV, like, you don't get exposed to things that your parents just don't like. Well, Not because it's bad for you, but because they're like, well, this is annoying or stupid or something I don't want in my space. And I understand that as a person who is sometimes around children where I'm like, oh... <laughs> I think my parents looked at cartoons and they put it in three buckets. One, my dad wants nothing to do with cartoons at all, right? So he wants nothing. But my mom, it was three buckets. There was like the kids kind of educational fluffy cartoon, mm-hmm. right? So you're talking maybe like oh, a Rugrats or, you know, Care Bears, things like that, right? So that's on in the background because that's entertaining the child. Then there was like... Right. And it's not raunchy or like... 
then, gross or anything. Then there was, like, the boys, like, entertainment cartoons and even, like, She-Ra and stuff would be like, here's He-Man and She-Ra Saturday and Thundercats. Saturday morning cartoons, like, next month we're going to talk about, like, X-Men. Like, those are okay to have on because, like, okay, those are, car- those are like, oh, action cartoons. You know, I mean, the re- reality was they're just selling you action figures. I mean, it's fine. It's, like, a great marketing thing. That's really what they were, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all they were doing. They're like, here's the X-Men. Collect all the action figures. Here's uh, He-Man. Get all the new figures. But awesome. But, like, I, I enjoyed those cartoons. And she, like, let that go because it had a time and place. But vulgar cartoons were not something she wanted to see. And to her, Ren and Stimpy was very vulgar. Which, when you even when you rewatch it, it is a little... Like, I, I remember... Like it's a big fart joke. I remember one... Right. But, it, yeah. it, but it's comedy. It's not necessarily, like... It's wrapped into kids' entertainment. Because I remember... The one skit I always remember from Ren and Skimpy, I always remember, it was like a, just a, a jingle. And it was, don't piss on the electric fence. Don't piss on the electric fence. And they'd have like somebody peeing on an electric fence. And they then actually they would said get, the like, word shocked. piss? Yes. That was the name of like a game. Don't piss on the electric fence. Oh, wow. I didn't even, okay. Well, that makes sense. I didn't realize it was even that vulgar. And they would always like, like one of them would always get like, <laughs> it would always be like a booger or something. And they would zoom all the way into like the booger or like somebody yeah, yeah, like yeah. would get like hit in the ass and would zoom right into like a pimple on someone's ass. So it was right, always like especially very like, raunchy. Like if you're a young kid, then you're going to have like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. You can have like, your little like five year old brother running around like That's showing it. people his ass and blowing boogers at everybody. And you That's it. It was just very, and it's that. like it's just not. It just wasn't there. And it and I I really remember this on MTV more than I remember on Nickelodeon. So I could be wrong. I mean I know that they're from the same parent company. So I think eventually it goes to MTV because I remember it with like Eon Flux and like a bunch of other. Cart- and like yes. Daria and stuff and I know maybe that- that's when the piss one was on there because I can't see that being on part of like a Nickelodeon I, mean, I don't know been- I don't remember and you know we, we could always do a deep dive into it a little bit further as we go into the 90s and it might have been when it moved but like because I do think it goes to MTV and I do think it's on the later block like with Beavis and Butter and stuff like I feel like I feel like maybe even gets canceled and brought back and then maybe that's when it gets brought back but it was kind of like a vulgar, vulgar cartoon I just wasn't a fan because I just was like I don't and then, I, like I said, the roundhouse yeah. thing, we just didn't watch it. So, it would be like, we watched Clarissa, and You're right. then... You're right, by the way. Are You Afraid of the Dark? It goes to MTV in 1996. So, it's on Nickelodeon from 91 to 95, and then in 1996, it goes to MTV. Yeah. And, I mean, it was still on... Yeah, and, it might... and then it was... Maybe it was in syndication. And there was also one called Ren and Stimpy Adult Party Cartoon that was on after this. So, like... It's all part... It's, it's all, probably it's a little all bit together. raunchier. Um, it's all together. Yeah. I had a really... One of my best friends growing up loved Ren and Snippy. Um, but yeah, like I never really, I never really had an opportunity to really get into a lot of these shows. So, and I just didn't like cartoons as much as like shows with real people. And maybe part of that is because like, you know, I was an only child. So like, I kind of watched what my parents were watching and, you know. Oh, by the way, I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong on what it's actually called. Okay. Don't whiz on the electric. Okay, fence. well that makes more sense. They're not gonna say piss on Nickelodeon. But I mean, it's basically what they, it is. I found it on YouTube. They don't even know like back then if they said piss on MTV. That was almost like a. I mean, almost like a cuss. But I curse think the way words. they were saying it was literally like that's what it sounds like. I'm gonna send you this link right now so you can take a look at it. Uh, okay. Later on, but it's literally like don't piss on the. Obviously, it was don't whiz on the. But it was. It just seemed like it was the same thing. And it's just like, oh man, and it was because it was a board game. It's supposed to be like Operation or something. I don't know. It's just weird. I just will always remember that. But I was not really a huge fan of Ren and Stimpy. I know a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but you fun. liked Are You Afraid of the Dark? I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark because it was like, oh, here's a scary story for a kid, even though they weren't really that scary. Oh, they were probably scary for me. 
Oh, I mean, listen, any of it was scary. It's probably scary for me now. I, um, but I remember it. Yeah, I liked I the mean, Midnight I liked Society. It very dark. I would watch it at sleepovers. Um, a bunch of yeah. friends sitting around a little campfire. They were going to tell a tale, uh, and they were going to submit it for the approval of the Midnight Society. Such a '90s thing. The the two things that I equate most with the '90s that can only exist in the '90s are Are You Afraid of the Dark and Hey Dude. I like I feel like just those are just the two most nineties things I remember. Hey dude. Yeah, I remember it. Where it was like, uh no no no, not not hey dude. Well yes, hey dude. But also what was the one with uh was that the summer camp? Yeah, that was the summer camp one, right? I think so, yeah. Oh man. See? Yeah. Again, this yeah, is Yeah, hey just... dude was the summer camp. Yeah, the one the camp on Awana. That was Hey Dude. No, that was Salute Your Shorts. Salute Your Shorts. I'm like, I'm sitting I'm here, like, I'm like, I don't no, know. I'm, I'm like, God, I just told you I didn't really watch that much Nickelodeon, oh and now you're God. trying to quiz me at well, Nickelodeon shows. So they were all, like, live action. So Hey Dude was, like, at a dude ranch, where they were all, like, people working at a dude ranch, and then Salute Your Shorts was they were all, like, camp counselors. So they're all, like, teen, like, preteen, like, like teen counselors, kind of. And then the last one, of course, was this, where it's all, like, preteens that are, like, telling stories. And I just really liked all that programming, because I just wasn't really huge into all the cartoons. My yeah. favorite cartoons about to debut, which is X-Men, mm. you know. And uh, outside of that, I mean, I watched He-Man and stuff when I was a kid. Thundercats. Like, I remember getting ready for school when I was 7, 8, 9 years old, 10 years old. But What do you think was my favorite cartoon as a kid? Because I really didn't like very many at all. Care Bears? When I was, that was when I was little, little. Cabbage Patch Kids? Wasn't that a cartoon? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. All that right. was, like, the only cartoon that I loved. And, like, <laughs> I would tape them. And How many Ghostbusters cartoons do you think there were? Oh, 128. Um, probably nowhere near that. You really think it was... I don't know. I just had a number that came to my head. Did you like Clarissa Explains It All? There was 140. I think I, that was a pretty good guess. It was seven seasons. It was. And it, it debuted... It, it appears it debuted in 1986 and went for seven seasons. Mm -hmm. That was my favorite cartoon. I really didn't think it was that long. It was the only one that I really needed to see every week. Well, yeah. Started in 1986. Spin-off sequel. I mean, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was that long. You know, it was, I was going to be like, I think that was only around for a couple of years. That's just when we remember it being on. I remember yeah. it being on for a few years. Yeah. But, um... Which which show did you ask me about? Clarissa, that... did did you like it or was it too like, was it too much of a girl show? I don't think it was too much of a girl show. I just didn't understand it. Um, I was too young. I, I was too young to really. Well, I wasn't even too young. It just really what one. I wasn't the target demo. I'm the target demo for your nine o'clock hour, the Ren and Stimpy into the Are You Afraid of the Dark? But two, I just really was like, okay, like, it just was like, okay, like it 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 just. I don't know. Like, I wasn't a fan of Blossom. wasn't a fan of, like, those guys. It doesn't mean oh, that those things I don't have... I did like Blossom. Right. right. I forgot about that. It um, doesn't mean those things don't have a place. So, rumor had it. Mm. At my middle school bus stop. Okay. That a boy in high school who mm. lived down the road from me, down that, like, little uh, cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know because he was so much older. But rumor had it that he was dating Melissa Joan Hart, who is from Long Island, South Shore... Sayville area, right? So this actually would check out because she was probably a few years older. Like it actually all checked out like age-wise and location that he was dating Melissa Joan Hart and that she was seen going to and from his house. So I would like, every time I saw a car drive down that road, I'd look to see if it was Melissa Joan Hart. That's the rumor that had. 
that had been going around my the hot rumor of our, our middle school bus stop. So you're trying to tell me that's the hot goss. That's the hot goss. Did you Melissa end Joan up Hart? If you're out there, Melissa Joan Hart or no? But I remember when I was younger, people used to tell me I look like her, which I don't hmm. really see, but I never really minded. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was the out the wardrobe. But I don't really see it. If you see younger pictures of her and younger pictures of me, I kind of can see it more now. But like, I... hmm. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. So I uh. I gotta say, I enjoyed Snick. I like how it made summer fun because you got to stay up late. Like, I did not have a bedtime on the weekends in the summer. So Friday, Saturday, no bedtime. Oh, that's fun. I think during the week at this point, we still have bedtime just to keep it. Well, because your parents, like, needed some time to not yeah. be surrounded by children. But also just to keep it working. I mean, if we're st- if I'm staying at my grandparents' house or something for the night or hanging with cousins, you know, it might be 11, might be whatever. But, like, on the weekends, we didn't because especially, like, my parents would go... And they would go, like, you know, play games and, and have drinks and stuff. Like, you know, play cards and stuff with, like, family members. So then when they would do that, you know, we didn't have a bedtime because if we would go with them. So we'd be at, like, my aunt and uncle's house or whatever. So we would just watch. That's where I would play all sorts of, you know, video games and watch all sorts of shows. Like, until 11, 12, you know, because they are just sitting around playing cards, you know. So they didn't care if we were up that late because they wanted to be out that late. Yeah. And we weren't old enough to leave us home alone, so instead of getting babysitter, they would just take us to our aunt and uncle's, you know, because that's all, the, all, all they were going. Yeah, and, like, back then, TV was a big deal, you know? Like, now, it's not the same at all, but it was like, oh, what do you, like, I want to watch this thing. You know, I want to watch Snick on Saturday night so that, like, I can see what's going on with you. It, it actually mattered if you were there to watch the thing. And well, it mattered. Unless you were going to tape it, which I already know that you only had, like, half hour long VHS tapes or whatever kind of nonsense you had going on <laughs> at your think... house. But unless you really had, like, a blank tape and, v- like, access to the VCR at that specific time, like, you had to catch the thing when you caught the thing. It wasn't like now where you could just watch things in many different ways, which, if you're listening to this, you probably know. But... Yeah, sometimes I forget about what a big deal TV was. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. The one thing that you you touched on a little, and just to piggyback, is just having the VCR. Not, I mean, the, the tape joke aside, having the ability to do the VCR. Because if your parents are like, well, I want to watch this show. Mm-hmm. Or if there's or a sports game thing. on, or like your dad wants to tape the Giants game, you can't. Or if your parents are just like, I'm going to watch a video I rented. Because, I mean, that was the other thing. You always go rent videos on Friday right? Friday or Saturday to watch them, then you can't record something and also play something if you only have one VCR. How many VCRs did you have growing up? Well, I just, just told you one? that we really only had one TV, so we only really had one VCR, I think. I don't know if there was one in the little room. When I don't think so. Maybe not until I was a teenager. When I was a teenager, I got a little tiny TV in my room, and that little TV had a little VCR attached. It was one of those little like mm-hmm. VCR TV units, so I had that in my room so I could like watch tapes and stuff. Um, well, in my like, room. Yeah, because that, that's what I was going to say. Like, when we ended up... Like, as kids, we would just end up getting the recycled TVs. So, when, like, a grandparent or somebody was buying a new TV or somebody was throwing out a TV, my parents would take the TV. Yeah. They'd be like, cool. So, then, boom. So, like, my sister ended up... Because she had her own room. She had a black and white TV. A small 13-inch black and white TV. My brother and I ended up with, like, a... Let's say a 20-inch TV. Or a 32-inch TV. Whatever. No, not 32. Because that would have been too big back then. Uh, like, huge. Let's say a 20 inch TV, right? So we had that TV. It had a dial of three things, but you get an old VCR, 
now you're cooking because now you can at least watch videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I had going on in my so, room. Like, but we, not, not at this time. We had a better, fancier VCR. And then we also had like the shitty old VCR, you know. So that's why I was asking about what, what you had because that would matter too. You know, if you ha- only have one VCR and, and your dad's home and wants to watch, you know, whatever, wants to watch a Steven Seagal movie, you're SOL. You're not, you're not going to be taping Snick while you're out with your friends at the mall. It's not going to happen. Exactly. I know. I lived it. I lived it. But, and you know, I think because of that, like, a lot of my friends, we, we wouldn't even really, I don't, I think a lot of them were kind of in a similar boat where we would watch other things like Saturday Night Live when, you know, or Comedy Central or whatever. Um, yeah. That's it. That's what I'm Me and my friends would watch other things that are on later as I got older. Well, yeah, that's why I stopped talking about it. No truer words have been said. (laughs) Snick, it premiered. We enjoyed it. Jen? Yeah. I am afraid of the dark. Yes, I am. Was that what you were going to ask me? I think we've touched on everything we had to in a summer break August 92 event. We have one more thing we have to do. For the people. Little FMK. Oh, yeah. You ready? Yes. Your people... Are SJP, Sarah, Jessica, Parker. Okay. James Corden. Okay. Oh my goodness. And Lindsay Lohan pre-breakdown. You Mm. have to fuck one, marry one, kill one. The floor is yours, Jen. Okay, Lindsay Lohan, I'm sorry, you gotta go. Okay. Um... Like, do I want to marry someone who's going to make me laugh or someone who's going to let me borrow their really cool clothes? Or am I just equating Sarah Jessica Parker with Carrie from Sex and the City? I think that's what you're doing. I do think she has, like, good fashion, though. Okay. But I don't know if I'd fit into her clothes because she's very slender. So we're going to have a fun night with with SJP and um, I guess we're going to marry James Corden. He's funny. He meets a lot of big-time celebrities, too. He could probably, like, introduce. Okay. I'm gonna zag. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not... I'm gonna tell you something. I feel like I got put on the spot here. I didn't have a lot of time to think about this. I might switch SJP and Lindsay Lohan is what I actually might do. But um, I said what I said, so... It... I'm going to switch them. I'm going to... Because this is pre-breakdown Lindsay Lohan, so we're just gonna have one night. We're gonna have fun. This is before she goes off the rails, right? Right. She still has that very raspy Long Island voice. Right, but it's which not is not a bad thing. Raspy. It's just a thing. No, it's fine. It's not yeah. as raspy. So her, no. Fuck Lindsay Lohan. Pre breakdown. SJP, you gotta go. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to say she's gotta go. Mostly because um, I don't have a choice in this game, right? I'm not trying to um, marry her because I think that. You know, Matthew Broderick and her doing fine. But, you know, I think James Corden is a married man with children. That's fine. I'll also marry him then. I will be his man, right? Okay. You (laughs) offer different... I'll just jump right into a throuple. He and I will just hang out. We could just cuddle. Whatever we have to do. I feel Uh like he's a very cuddly bear. Yeah, he looks pretty good. And I think he'd be a lot of fun. He likes to do musicals. Yeah, I know. He likes to sing and dance. Got a British accent. Let's go. Right? Like, I'm not trying to kill him. He doesn't doesn't offend me. No. I'm definitely not trying to sleep with him. Like, I'm good. These are my options. So that's yeah, but like you, it. I feel like again, if I think you and I have had this conversation off air, mm-hmm. with marriage infers that you will sleep with the person. No, it doesn't. 
Okay. Not every marriage is based around sex. So I'm going to go ahead and say no. That doesn't... That, but, that... sure, but it usually happens at least once. Like... Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. But the thing is, the answer is no. I've already <laughs> made my decision. <laughs> okay, great. I'm going to marry James Corden. And it's just a strictly a marriage of convenience, right? It's a marriage of convenience. Okay. Because I don't want to kill him. And I don't want to fuck him. So I'm going to marry him. Like, it's fine. I think I'm actually going to go with you on, on your journey. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to kill anybody in this in this group. No. But I think no. that's really the way that you got to go. Yeah, because like, you know what? Pre-Lindsay, pre-breakdown Lindsay Lohan. Now, post-breakdown, different story. Then we're having a different conversation. And that card's also in this game. That's a different conversation. Because I'm like, <laughs> you know what? You know what? Game. You're wild. You're out of control. Like, this is crazy. Like, this is nuts. Like, you are nuts. Because, like, I'm out. Right? Wasn't her family, like, bonkers? Oh, yeah. Isn't that like... Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's part of it, but... <sighs> All right. Well. Big day. TV. Next month, it's going to be tough. But we're ready. We're ready to challenge the TV world you next month. You know what? I feel like we can do it. I know we can. Anything else you got? Nah. Me too. I'm out. I'm going to go uh, check in with the Midnight Society. What are you going to do? I'm going to go explain it all. Anything's possible in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.